This is Tim with Death by Metal STL, and I'm talking to... This is Athenar of Midnight. Awesome, definitely. Well, I guess the first question is tell me a little bit of the history of the band. Um, when did it form? How did you get involved? And uh, how did the name come about? Well, it started out not to actually be a band. It was just, uh, it was just me. But it still is just me in a studio. Uh, wanting to record some songs that I wanted to hear. And then gradually it just kind of turned into an, a band live. So uh, there's a couple uh, more adept musicians that play with me uh, live. We've got Commander Vanek on guitar and Secret Steel on drums. So it's an actual band live, but as far as the records go, it's just me half-assing all the instruments myself. Oh, wow. And, and how did you come up with the name? I just wanted something simple, you know, like, like, uh, you know, like Kiss or, 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 or Venom, you know, just like, uh, something simple. Well, Midnight was pretty simple, uh, and it was, you know, kind of just, if, if you say taken from somewhere, taken from maybe the first line of Leave Me in Hell right. by, uh, Venom. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted as kind of a simple name, something easy to remember. And what 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 initially conjured up the uh, notion of making a band like that, and then you having sole control over all the stuff, and then I guess I guess you have hired guns, like you just said, that you know play for you. But what what was the initial thought of you creating that? The initial thought was there really was no thought other than just making up songs that I wanted to hear, and um, <clears throat> just something. Uh, something to uh, try, kind of like a uh, science experiment or a, or a hobby, like you're building a damn model car or something like that. You know, it was, right. uh, it was just, yeah, I wanted, I wanted, I had some songs I wanted to hear, and uh, that was it. Pretty simple. As far as like touring and so forth, uh, tell us some of the places that you guys have been and or you have been, and and, and tell us about uh, some of your most memorable experiences. Well, as far as, as far as tour, like I kind of mentioned before, I mean, we generally never really toured, toured like, I guess, your traditional type of four-week-on-the-road-in-a-van type of tour. We've only done one of those, and that was last year with a decibel tour with Creator and Obituary, and um, so that was, that, was, that was in the States. But as far as all the rest of... Uh, the world, I mean, we've been to Australia, New Zealand, over Europe, uh, Japan, Singapore, South America, Dubai, Canada, Mexico, but always, you know, like kind of like weekends, you know, like two gigs here, two gigs there, right. a gig here, uh, you know, like kind of flying and fly the fuck home kind of thing. Right. Who, um, who creates all your, like your, I guess you do, but uh, I, who creates all your, your, your album artwork and your t-shirts and all that stuff? Who does all those designs? Yeah, it could be, uh, it could be anybody. I mean, the guy who does the, the last three record covers, the albums, are, is uh, William Lacey. He's uh, just a buddy of mine from New York who's uh, typically, uh, you know, just as most artists are, kind of warped uh, anyway. So, I mean, he's got a little twisted view of things, which is cool. And it's not really like they're your traditional skulls and flame type metal album cover, which I like. 
And as far as um, the festivals over in Europe um, compared to the, what's the here's the question: what What's the difference within Europe and 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 I think we talked about it a little bit, but the states as far as like festivals and group of bands and so forth? Because in the states, it seems like it's just a certain genre on a festival line. And then over in Europe, though, it could be anybody playing in any stage. Yeah, you know, that's that's true. And, and it, that used to be in a way in the States, too. I mean, if you think about, you know, early 80s and, and oh, yeah. Yeah. stuff like that. I mean, shit, you know, Billy Squire or Def Leppard opening up for Billy Squire. Or, yeah, it was, it was just, you know, 38 Special and Judas Priest or something. Yeah, it was kind of still a little here and there. And, then, you know, it was a little more varied. Now that's so... Everything is so subgenre, and, yeah. and uh, it seems like you, you know, like, oh, you're not allowed to be this type of band to play with that type of band. It's like, well, who gives a fuck? You know, you, um, why can't you? Well, you know, what, why? Yeah, you, know, you got into music and stuff as a kid because you don't be want to be told what to do. Then you know, there's nothing worse than growing up being in a band and someone trying to tell you what to do. So, <laughs> yeah, play with. Uh, whatever the hell you want type of festivals or bands or whatever shit. Yeah, because like I said before, I, I saw Twisted Sister with Iron Maiden, and, and I think nowadays, I don't know, oh, I'm sure it would happen again, but, I mean, back in the day, like you just said, you, you, brought, you know, brought, up, brought up a great point, is that uh, I've seen, well, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, I've seen, I think, Skid Row with Anthrax one time, but it's just, it's, it's uh-huh. just back then it didn't matter, and nowadays it's just so kind of, like, weird. I didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but... As far as like creating the music and so forth, and creating the writing and all that, is it is it easier to do it as a one man show, or or is it something that is kind of like you wish you had other creative minds around you, or no? I don't I don't know if it's a thing of easiness, but it's just um, kind of what what uh, what I need to get out, you know. And it's a personal thing. Um, it's that's just. Like I said, it's, it's kind of just what I want to do and uh, something that, that keeps my uh, keeps myself from being in a padded cell. So yeah, that's what I got to do. Uh, <laughs> if you want to be in a band, then that's there's nothing wrong with that too. I mean, it's just it's just a different route to go uh, wherever it is you need to go. Do you do you have a lot of endorsements and so forth? Uh, endorsements of like like instruments. Yeah, instruments, guitars, and stuff like that. Because if you're a one man show, you would have to have pretty much everything. You would think. Oh no, no, I don't have any endorsements. I I, I have a fucking job. Sometimes you just don't know. You you'd be like, well, I guess you have a lot of endorsements. So they have all this, <laughs> it costs money to have all this shit, and you eventually you're gonna be like, ah, well, I wish I had. Uh, that's no, I, 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 I mean, I have mainly the same instruments and I've had for years since I was a kid. So, I mean, uh, you know, it's just always been, you know, and it doesn't take much. I mean, it doesn't take much to, uh, to just have a guitar to, to buy an amp. I mean, uh, this, you know, the, the average Joe spends, you know, how much a year at a bar on beer. Oh. So if you don't drink beer at a bar, you have a Marshall stack, so just you put your priorities in life of, of what you want or don't want. So uh, yeah, I really don't, don't don't have any endorsements, but I've never really sought out any endorse endorsements. 
Yeah, I I stopped smoking two years ago, and I realized how much money I saved. Six, yeah, a shit ton, yeah. Dude, a shit a shit ton of money, dude. But um, <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I had to stop smoking because of medical issues. You can take that. Like, you can take that money and do something uh, really good with it, like go to the casino or something. Yeah. Oh something yeah. Useful. Start another. Just start another bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> go to casino and waste it on that shit. But the uh, but speaking of youth, uh, what was your very first concert you ever went to? Metal concert. The very first concert was uh, Ace Frehley's Comet. Oh wow! In uh, nineteen. 19- 87 i was 13 yeah yeah that was uh, at the fantasy theater here in uh, cleveland what was the uh what was the first metal uh album you ever bought van halen 1984 that was yeah i guess that was the you know right when it came out i guess that would be considered i don't know if it's you know a, a metal if you would consider you know like some people consider the uh, Consider them pop now, I would guess. But oh, I mean, I heard, I heard, I heard Eddie Van Halen scream the guitar. So to me, that was fucking metal. That, that <laughs> is metal. It's still metal. I don't give a shit what anyone says. But the, uh, do you think? I was going to ask you a question. The, um, you know, back in the day, we had record stores, and and to me, whenever I went to a record store, I would find a, a tape or album or whatever the hell it was back then would have. I mean, technically, your album cover on it. And I would just take a chance out of the wind and, and just fucking buy the damn thing because it looked good. It looked metal. Um, yeah. And nowadays, they're very far and few between. Some of them don't even exist anymore. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Does it hurt the industry by that doing that? Because to me, that's how I found out such great bands. And back then, we had Rip Magazine, and we had a lot of shit that, that you know, publications that, that would be around. And we had MTV and stuff like that, but... Now it's gone. Now you have the internet, which I mean, I understand the internet, you know, is is widely used and it's huge with with plentiful of like thousands of bands. But does it hurt not having these record stores around anymore? I, well, I mean, when you talk about industry things, you, I'm the last person you want to talk to about industry things because I, I have no clue. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, for me personally, I'm a, I'm a record lover. I'm uh, so. I like to have record stores, and Cleveland. Cleveland's fortunate. We have a few. We still have, we have still some decent record stores. Yeah. But um, but it, it, you're right. It's not like what it was. But I guess I gotta deal with that too. Uh, the the subject of change, where nothing's like what it was, and nothing will ever probably be like it was. Uh, you know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know the good thing is there's. There's, you can check out a band really easy. You know, if someone just, you mentioned a band to me, okay, I'll check them out right now. You know, enter their name in uh, YouTube and you can you can hear it instantly. Whereas uh, back in the 80s, of course, you know, you mentioned a band, it's like, whoa, you know, you, you had to like actually seek them out or, or try and find something or, or maybe have a guy at the record store order it in if he even could or order it through the back of a magazine from... Brazil or something, and it was a lot tougher. But like, like just like the population, with the population is growing, so there's going to be more bands now, and maybe the same thing. You know, just there's there's more bands, but that doesn't mean there's there's going to be more shitty bands. There's going to be more good bands. So yeah, it's just more and more and more of of uh, whatever it is. Yeah, because I think that like 
I mean, I miss I miss the record stores. We have one here in, in, in St. Louis. I mean, we've got a couple here in St. Louis, and, and but I was talking about the. Uh, I'll never forget that. Remember the penny that that uh, I guess published in Claren House or whatever, and they had like a penny, and you for one penny you can buy eleven eleven tapes or whatever. Yeah, and, Columbia House. Oh my god, dude! I fucking stacked up on some metal, dude. <laughs> it was like <laughs> my grandfather about kicked my teeth in. Because I, yeah. I just kept on ordering it, you know, and, and he's like, I got a bill for $32, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> good 60 tapes downstairs. Yeah, because, yeah, they'd, they'd always lure you in with that, but they'd be like, oh, you got to buy one a month, and then yeah. the, their CDs are so expensive or whatever, you know, like the, the records or things yeah. like, yeah, seventeen ninety eight plus shipping. Like, fuck, man, it's like a $21 record. I could just bought it at the store for 11 Oh, my God, it's so amazing. I had, uh, when you were a kid, did you ever meet or did you ever idolize anybody? Uh, my dad. Well, as far as music-wise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I once met my dad, and I idolized him. <laughs> yeah. uh, but music-wise, um, you know what? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Idols are tough with me. Um, because uh, I never really, I was never really one to uh, want to meet uh, musicians and get autographs and stuff like that. Right. Uh, maybe because of uh, I don't know. I just I I was just very happy uh, listening to the record, and I don't want to be disappointed. Kind of what we were talking about earlier, you know. Like if you know somebody has a uh, uh, you know they can be a dick. So you know who would who would want to meet King Diamond and have him turn out to be a dick? Then it just ruins your rest of your merciful fate uh, listening for the rest <laughs> of your life. Yeah. But fortunately, I did meet. King Diamond, uh, kind of just coincidentally, and he was fucking cool as hell. So you know, the one sentence that I spoke to him, he was he was really cool. So it, that just helps my merciful fate listening experience. <laughs> I uh, I'll tell you a story about King Diamond. I went to uh, there's a record store here in St. Charles, and I was uh, this is right before right before Abigail came out, and. Um, there was a record store and there was a, a big tour bus and there was a, a it was hot as fuck. It was in August here in St. Louis, and there was a ten. So that was uh, that was in a so that, that was the second concert I saw it was Abigail or the Abigail tour. It was a King Diamond in Trouble. Yes, that was in uh, eighty seven oh, July. God, dude, that was that was July thirteenth. I want to say for some reason. Well, they July twenty second. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah, I I pulled up and there was a tent. There's probably a line of twenty people out there. It was hot as shit. And I didn't even know who King Diamond was. I, I was, you know, I was just getting into metal. I was still in high school. And uh, so I pulled up, and I see this guy looking like a vampire with makeup on his face with, like, cop glasses, uh, sunglasses. And I'm just, like, I look at him, and I kind of walked in. And there's people inside, and in the record store, people knew who I was. And I'm like, who, who the hell is that? And they're like, oh, this is, that's fucking, that's uh, the lead singer of Merciful Fate, King Diamond. You know, he came out with a new album, and, and you can get stuff signed for free today. I'm like, holy shit, do you have anything? And they're like, I oh, know, we're probably, you know, we're sold out with a lot of stuff, but yeah, yeah, we, we've got some we got some poster flyers, whatever, you can go out there and sign, and so I went to the back of the line, and I stood there, and stood there, and stood there, and it's, I mean, dude, I'm sweat, I'm drenched. So I get right up to King Diamond, Mr. Peterson, I get right up next to him, or get right in front of him, and I hand him my stuff, and he starts signing, and I said, Boy, it's kind of hot out here, ain't it? And he looks at me and the most disgusting look, and he goes, "You fucking think, kid?" And he's sweating, and his paint's <laughs> running off his face. 
<laughs> and it's the, the cross Jeez, is about Jesus, God. Keep, it, keep it real, man. <laughs> he looked at me and goes, you fucking thank kid. And he decided, and I still have it to this day, and it's got makeup shit on it where he drooped it on her, you know, because he was oh, sweating cool. he fucking... Dude, he had his whole outfit on. Like, he he, he looked like vamp, you know, like a Dracula. Yeah. And uh, he was one of the nicest guys. And so he came inside, and he obviously got out of his get-up. And uh, I went back inside. I was looking for a CD, and I swear this is a true story, but he came down. Um, there was, like, Rose at Streetside Records, and he came over there. And, and I didn't know it was him again because, I mean, obviously his hair and whatever, but he uh, he shook my hand and thought, you know, thank you for coming out. And, uh, but... That was the funniest shit I've ever, like, I've told that story, and that was, like, when I was a teenager, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's funny. But I, I've met I've met so many people over the years and so forth like that, and, and it's kind of, um, uh, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of cool to hear stories of people that you guys meet, and, and because you're always on the road, you know? Um, uh-huh. You can always tour with big bands and whatever like that, but now that I'm friends with a lot of these people and I know them personally, I, I realize that you're, they're just regular people. Um, yeah, there's exactly. no fucking band. And, and I, I remember one time I, I was talking to Des from Devil Driver and, and he's like, look, dude, he goes, I'm not being a prick. He goes, sometimes I don't want to talk to you. Sometimes I do. He goes, sometimes I had a bad day. Sometimes I don't. And he goes, and depending on my attitude, whatever happens, happens. He goes, I'm normal like anyone else. He goes, I've got a wife. I've got, you know, I've got family. I've got shit. And he goes, yeah. it's just, he goes, I, he goes, dude, I just, I was, I'm very lucky and fortunate to play music and, and that's where I'm at. And he goes, I, I absolutely, you know thank you for doing what you're doing and, and coming out and shaking my hand and, and seeing my show. And he goes, dude, I'm not trying to be a prick. He goes, I really not. And, and, uh, and I, that taught me a lot about musicians and you guys are very, very talented people. And, and it's, but it's not easy what you're doing. It's not, it's not simple. It's, it's just, it's a lot of work involved into creating an album. And, and speaking of that, how long does it take you to create an album doing it by yourself? Well, well, you know, like like you just said, I mean, it's 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 not it's not just like something you clock in and clock out of. No. So I mean, you know, the actual process of whole well, album. I mean, it, it, it's it's like a lifetime of work. I mean, you you know, you know the stuff that you think of. You know, you, you might be here or there. You know, so you have to take the time of thinking of, of oh man, I could put this here there, or I like this word here, change that. So you're constantly thinking of it. It's not like you're, you know, you're, you're in and out or it's just the, the time invested in, in, in your, in your art is what it is. It's not like you're just, you know, okay, I'm going to pick up a guitar, walk into the studio and everything just magically come about. But, um, so I mean, yeah, it, it, it it's, 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 a, it's a ongoing process forever. But I mean, if you're if you're talking about the actual physical part of, yeah, going into a record the album, um, it's not too long. I mean, it, it depends on it depends on nitpicky you want to get things and and uh, and then where your energy, uh, you know, if, if you go in with the attitude of just bashing it up, you go in there and bash it up. Yeah, I guess. But, so. uh, because sometimes uh, I I think it would take longer than others because if you just need different time to make the you know make music and the words and so forth like that I would think it'd be easier with a whole band. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes you you know you, you know you just that that simple phrase of uh, too many cooks in the kitchen. 
So it's just, uh, uh, you know, the one guy wants to do it this way, one guy wants to do it that way. It's, it's kind of not blending the way it should. You know, you got, for example, like the way I, there's just one person I know pretty much how I want it to sound and, and where it's going to go. I know if I play this drum bit here, I'm going to play the, play that on the bass too. So, right. uh, I don't have to read some other person's mind or whatever. Um, so it's not, not as, not too bad. Makes, makes sense. What do you, um, what do you do in your off time to, uh, do you got, do you like uh, into sports or anything like that? Or do you have a hobby or? Well, my, my hobby is, music man I'm, I'm the dullest person you ever want to meet you know i've i've, I've uh you know i've been that way since since uh you know as a kid i just have no other real interest you know i you know, follow a little bit of football and basketball or whatever the hell but i mean other than that i mean i I'm, i i can't I, I have no other skills or interests in life <laughs> Well, it's I. That's a good one to have, I guess. You know, it's just it's uh, music is. It, people ask me all the time. They see me wearing hockey jerseys and stuff, and, and they're like, "Oh, I, I guess that's your hobby." And I'm like, "Technically, I guess it's music because I'm. It's twenty four seven. You know, it's we're spending our Friday night talking about music. You know, and and uh, I I just have no desire of doing anything else. You know, I, yeah, I, I play video games and watch hockey and stuff like that. But I mean, music is 24 seven. It's, it's my living, you know, I, I, it pays the bills and, um, and I make it as to pay the bills. And I even, you know, with girlfriends and et cetera, whatever it's, um, this comes first. It, it, I hate to say it, but it's just, that's how life is. And, and, uh, uh, but it is what it is, but where can everyone find your music at? Is it Facebook? Do you have a website? Um, well, I, I would hope they can find it at their local record store would be the, <laughs> the best thing to find it. But, uh, if not, um, I, I guess, you know, the, the record label hellsheadbangers.com, um, should hopefully have some stuff. Um, uh, but I mean, other than that, I guess, I mean, uh, most of, uh, most people seem to uh, be pretty handy as to, like, like we were just talking about before, yeah, you can type whatever help band you want to find and type it in Google and uh, maybe they'll tell you where to buy the music. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, you can, you can type it in anywhere and, and uh, find pretty much anything. It's just like most, some bands have specific spots, you know, Bandcamp or website or Facebook and, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that. I'm pretty, pretty, uh, somewhat, I wouldn't say ignorant to that, but I, I don't know too much. I mean, I've heard of Bandcamp, obviously, but I just don't, I really don't, uh, I haven't, dude, use I, it or I, know I, it too much. I've been on there maybe three times, and it's just, it's like, I, I understand it, but I don't understand it, so I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll just type in the band's name, or it's pretty much everyone's got a Facebook, everyone's got something, and, and, uh, uh, I don't think I would have a regular Facebook if it wasn't for the magazine, and um, but it's 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 the source of everything. But you are playing the full Terror Salt this year, and um, yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, you've never been there, and um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking awesome time. Hopefully, it's not brutally stupid fucking hot. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I hate the damn heat, dude. So, um, but hopefully. Hopefully it's going to be hot, but it's going to be a, a, a badass time, definitely for sure. Um, do you know what night you're playing at all, or do you 
I believe we're playing Saturday. You? Oh my God! Oh, cool! Wow! And uh, what do you uh, do? You know what time slot or? No, I have no idea about that yet. I haven't really talked to anybody about that. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what other bands are playing on that Saturday too. I mean, I know Death Angel, Demolition Hammer, At War. I don't know what when anybody's playing. So no, I I don't know. Um, hell, I just talked to the owner today, but I don't know the damn. I don't know the time slots or anything. I'll, I'll probably ask him on Sunday when I see him. But uh, yeah, but I'm. Is that stuff announced yet? The uh, what days bands are playing? You know what? I don't fucking know. I don't. Um, he um, he's so busy and so forth, and and I'm busy doing my own thing. And we try to cross paths probably once or twice every week, or once every other week. I'm sorry. And uh, it just it's it's whatever. I mean, he's he's. I tell him I'm like you're the boss, applesauce. You do whatever the hell you want to do. So it's just. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I would think that you would be playing later saturday but i i don't freaking know and uh because i know that uh last year's run was you know a lot of the bigger bands played on saturday we had a lot of badass bands play on friday um but it's just it's uh it's a cool fucking place dude it's a really good time and it's it's really fun and uh it's it's you you're gonna travel out in the woods you're gonna be like where the hell is this place but you're gonna find out it's it's a very fucking cool place and uh, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, just not being like a just a cooped up in a club in the city, just to be out in the middle of Yonkersville is kind of uh, kind of cool, unique. Yeah. Yeah, if you go down the road, you can actually see the Kentucky River that separates Kentucky and Tennessee. I think. Um, oh wow. Yeah, and then uh, you're so you're real close to Kentucky. I think you're in um, the festival's in Illinois, but I think if you go down the street, it's in Kentucky. And then, yeah. um, and then you'll see the Tennessee River, or you see the river, and then uh, down the down the river, I think close to Metropolis, but that's the city right before you cross over to Tennessee. Um, there's a big dam there and whatever like that, but uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's very cool and, and um, uh, uh, it's a neat place. It's I hopefully hopefully he expands years to come and make you you know maybe the pre party can go to Louisville, Kentucky, or you know, different places and so forth. But um, what's real quick, what's, what's one of the best places you've uh, played in, in the States? In the States? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I hate to say it. I mean, it's, it's, it's always good. I mean, uh, Cleveland's our home, so. Right. Cleveland's always good. But, I mean, it's your usual suspects, Texas, uh, California, New York. Um, Chicago. Those are, those are the big cities in America. So, I mean, um, but, but there's always uh, there's always good shows. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But anyway, thank you for doing the interview, man. Thank you for taking Friday to do it. And uh, no problem. Thank you. Definitely. And we're gonna be as we talked about before. We're gonna end up blowing this thing up and and pushing it as much as we possibly can, and that will help you out tremendously. And uh, I will see you at Full Terror Salt, and we're going to have a pre-party um, for Full Terror Salt um, the 6th of September, I think it is. And then um, uh, we're going to have Thigh Antichrist and whatever, but it's going to be a good lineup. It's going to be a good lineup at, at Full Terror Salt. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, But cool. uh, I will see you down there and have a safe trip we'll do, down there. huh? We'll do, yeah. I'll see you down there. Say hi. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, Dan. So, all okay. right, man. I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much. All right, man, have a good weekend. You too, buddy. All right, take care. Bye.